Welcome everybody and thanks for joining us on episode 21 of Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner and today we're going to be discussing COVID-19. This has been an obvious topic to discuss since we started this podcast, but we just weren't ready to go there. It felt personal. It felt uncertain. It felt like we didn't have all the information or the information that we were receiving was changing each week. It was hard to know what was true and what was not. The numbers just didn't add up. What was certain is that we missed our extended families. We missed seeing our kids in school and sports. We missed our usual routines. We missed working out at the gym and going out to eat at restaurants. We missed the human connection, smiling face to face at each other. And as a result, we had very sad things happen like suicide among teens and adults. Depression and anxiety increased. It was like the world was in a fog of fear and couldn't see through to the other side of it. Luckily, the world has started to open up. Kids are back in school and sports, restaurants are available for seating, companies are hiring employees, and people are getting back to work. There is hope again. Many families didn't get to say goodbye to their loved ones. We lost people too soon. It was a tough time for so many, and for this, we want to say how very sorry we are for your losses. This has been a long storm, and we are hoping for brighter days ahead. Shine on, friends, shine on. Welcome everyone to Health Talk with Dr. Cal. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we are doing Podcast 21, which is going to be about COVID-19. And before we get into that, I wanted to say welcome to Dr. Cal and Eric, who are here. Welcome, guys. Hey. Hi, Nikki. And I wanted to go into our quote of the day. Develop an attitude of gratitude. Say thank you to everyone you meet for everything they do for you. This is an encouraging quote by Brian Tracy. So what are your thoughts on this, guys? I love Brian Tracy. Absolutely. And Nikki, thank you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you for thanking me. <laughs> no, it's great. I think there's too little of that in our world today. Yeah. No, people, especially, okay, I'm old. The younger generation, they need to say thank you more. They, they just kind of like expect everything and, and you do something for them and they walk away. You go, hmm, what happened? Yeah. They... Uh, that's funny. That reminds me, like, I'm always on top of Jake and the kids. The girls are really good about it. He's really good about it, too. But for some reason, since he's the youngest, I'm always like, Jake, what do you say? Like, if we're at a restaurant or something, he's like, Mom, I already said thank you. Like, he's so annoyed by me by, by making sure that he says that. But I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I feel like it's really important, too, to just, you know, say yeah. thank you. Well, well, let's lead in from that to an article that I want to bring up today. Okay. The, the title, and this is from uh, sci-news.com. So sci-news.com, Western diets cause damage to immune cells in gut, study shows. The world can thank America for our Western diet. <laughs> they, uh, unfortunately, that Western diet is, is spreading disease around the world. And all the uh, immune or inflammatory diseases that we have in America are now beginning to exist and show up around the world because of the fast foods that are you know, restaurants that are being open, all the fast foods, all the processed foods are mm. adding to these inflammatory diets. And we've talked about this in the past, but more and more studies are showing that it's damaging the cells in the gut lining in from, you know, the gut really starts in your mouth and goes all the way to the other end. And so you're getting damage to those cells and it, it is damaging their health. That's so one more reason, and it, and it damages your immune system. So we're talking about COVID today. Mm. Uh, again, makes you more susceptible to not only catching COVID, but also suffering from its effects. Yeah. I mean, I think about like 
at home, we eat pretty cleanly. You know, like I have like a soup with chicken and vegetables every day. But when I go out, I crave like like a cheeseburger and french fries and stuff like that. And it's so bad for you, I know, but it's like I don't crave vegetables and good stuff when I go out. I feel like it's a treat for some reason. But I guess if you're eating out a lot, you have to clean it up to like more healthy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, good example. Last night we had family in, and uh, I, I've been on – I lost 12 pounds in the last six weeks. Um, and all I did was cut out the junk. Um, haven't been eating out. Haven't been going to restaurants. The podcast uh, making you feel guilty. Yes, <laughs> yes. The pod, not guilty, but thankful. Um, yeah, thankful. There thankful, we go. <laughs> and uh, I've really lost my craving for sugar. But last night we, we went out um, and and got some takeout, uh, which I love. Uh, Thai food, uh, pad Thai is one of my favorite foods. But it's noodles, and it and it's got lots of sugar in it, and and uh, lots of carbs and fat, and. I started eating. I'm like, oh, I, I don't eat as much as I used to. And I started eating and I, I ate this whole big thing. And afterwards I felt like terrible. Oh. And so it was just another sign. Okay. Well, proof that this is bad. That's so true. It's like you, you think you're going to feel so good. Like it's such a reward to eat this junk food, whatever it is. And then you just kind of go, why did I do that afterward? You know, when you're eating healthy. Well, people will call it nutritious, too, because it's got chicken and it's got uh, uh, bean sprouts and, and other vegetables oh. and things mixed in. and and But it's just a lot of noodles, a lot of pasta. And, and, and the sauce. And, is the sauce and the full sauce, of... And the sauce is full of salt. Yeah. Corn syrup. Um, in fact, I got on the scale this morning. I was two, two pounds heavier than I was yesterday. And oh, it's because yeah. of all the water retention that came from all the salt and, and the sugar that were, mm. were in the uh, food. Yeah. That's the problem with traveling. When you travel places, you always want to try the cuisine and everything that they have there. And then after like a week of being gone, you're just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Like, you get home and all you want to eat is like salad, salad. and healthy food. Yeah. Yes. And, like cleanse yourself out. Yeah, yes. so true. Yes. All right. Well, that was a great article. Thanks, Dr. Gelb. <laughs> you're welcome. Go see the article. Just we'll have it on. We'll have it as a link. And, uh, you know, they can go check it out off the website. It's a good re article to read. So check yeah. the show notes for, anybody. for our website. There you go. There you go. Okay, Thanks, perfect. Sarah. All right. So before we get started on today's podcast about COVID-19, I just want to say to everyone who has lost family and friends to COVID-19 that we are really sorry for your loss. And I know this has been, you know, a struggle for many, many families um, who didn't get to say goodbye to their loved ones while they were in the hospital and passed away and didn't get proper funerals and burials. And so we do not take this lightly when we're talking about COVID-19 today, um, just know that we are with you and we understand that there, this is a complex issue. Yeah, even with everything in life, you've got job loss, you've got deaths, you've got births that grandparents weren't able to experience, right. all sorts of crazy right. stuff from this. Yeah, yeah well, just a separation of family. And I really want to talk about the numbers here to begin with. Okay. And I, I know we're about health and wellness, but the numbers and the effects it's been on the world have been significant on our health, aside from COVID-19. But but I want to talk about have the, have the enough numbers justified the shutdown that has occurred worldwide? And, and to go into that, we need to look at the numbers. First of all, the population of the Earth currently is estimated at 7,800,000,000. Okay? China, number one populated country, 1.4 billion. India, 1.3 billion. And these are rough numbers. You'll find different numbers from different sites online, um, and they do vary some. The third most populated country is the United States at, at a at a whopping 330 million. So we're, we're way below the rest of them, but they need to dwindle from there. So we're in the top three, but but long ways to go from the others. And our population is shrinking. If you've read the news recently, our, our numbers are going down. However, China is encouraging more population growth. They've gone from allowing, you know, it used to be one child, then it went to two, I guess, like five, six years ago. And now it's going to three. Oh, wow. Because they're concerned that they workforce. don't have enough people there for the workforce. Yeah, can't keep really? up, yeah. 
Yeah, oh so gosh. they're increasing their numbers. Wow. Want to go into now uh, what's really going on with the world as far as death? If you, you know, I, I think about life and everybody does because we're here and, and our lives are temporary. I tell my kids, you know, think of life as, as a visit to the earth. I think I've said before, I, I, I see the world as, as uh, this was, God created his version of Disneyland and sent us down here to decide whether we're going to enjoy it or be miserable. And uh, But we don't get to stay. It's just a visit. Nobody gets to stay. We constantly live our lives as if we think we're going to be here forever. And we're shocked when someone passes, but it's part of what happens. Right. And I, I from my personal perspective is, so knowing that we're going to die, what should we really do to be happy? We need to try to keep ourselves healthy both emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. exercise, do all these things so that we can enjoy the visit yeah. and not be miserable. What what good yeah. is it to spend our time here? You know, I feel so bad. You know, I have to say there's been times in my life where I've had periods where I've been very depressed and considered suicide. You know, yeah. the thoughts have crossed my mind. I think they crossed the mind of almost everybody that's been here or ever lived at one point or another when things got really emotionally bad for them. True. But I remember sitting there thinking one day going, you know, why should I leave? The visit isn't that long anyway. I might as well deal with it and and figure out a better way to cope. And I did. And here we are today. The world is full of circumstances that cause the us. And COVID-19 has been one of those. So that if you've had someone die and you've had that loss um, or, or your life has been so disrupted because of the shutdowns, you know, it leads people to think, I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because everybody I, I've ever talked to that's ever thought that way or is, has attempted suicide, and I've known many, mm. uh, they were thankful afterwards that it didn't, it didn't happen, really? you know, because they came out of it. And we've talked about that before. You, you just got to change your perspective. You got to look for other opportunities and different ways to cope with life. And you will if you look. They're there. They're everywhere. Yeah, it's almost like a moment where they just either go this way or that way. And if they can just hold on, you're right, they come out of it. And the suicide hotlines are all about that. You know, make yeah. the call, talk to somebody. You know, you don't yeah. have to say who you are, and, and they can help change your perspective. Yeah. So if you're feeling that way, do that. Yeah. Find a friend, find a coach, find somebody who will get you off that track. Now, I want to move mm-hmm. into, let's look at the world in general, since we're talking about deaths. Uh, in the world, estimates found different ones online. Again, roughly somewhere between 150,000 and 175,000 people die every day on the planet. Out okay. of the 7.8 billion, uh, you got at least 150,000 that just oh, leave the planet. If, if you go and look at COVID numbers, it's estimated that in the last 17 months, 3,700,000 have died from COVID-19. Okay. Now, we hear lots of information in the news about those numbers are skewed. Uh, they're counting people who have died that, that uh, died from something else, and they're just calling it COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't know how accurate the numbers are, but we're just going to go with what they say and mm-hmm. go forward. So if you look at that, that's a 7% increase in the death rate over that, over that period. Actually, I calculated over 12 months, not 17 months, so it's probably smaller than 7%. Maybe it's really 5 or 6%. So mm-hmm. just to give you an idea, too, I did the math. That turns out, and obviously there's not an average here because there was a, a bell curve in the COVID deaths, but on average, it's basically 7,200 people died per day. Okay. Oh, okay. For COVID. Yeah. And, and the number for the United States, eight, roughly 8,000 people die every day in the United States. That's oh, okay. Or 8 to 10,000. Yeah. But that COVID number. number was worldwide, too. Yes, yeah. that was mm-hmm. worldwide. Okay, good. Okay, so now we're going to talk about, we shut down in the United States, many countries in the world shut down, communist countries like uh, China, Russia, they did their own shutdowns. I mean, it sounds like China went totally, you know, don't come out of the house kind of thing, 
Wow. More intense than anybody else. There were two countries in the world that didn't shut down at all. And we're going to compare our numbers with theirs and okay. see if it really made a difference to the shutdown. Because the shutdown made life crazy for us, right? Yeah. Um, affected everything. Our economy's still Recovering. anticipation of future economic disaster is, you know, in the news. Um, different things people talk about. Who knows what will really happen, right? But we've had to change yeah. a lot of things. So those two countries, Belarus, which is a dictatorship, by the way. Okay. And Sweden, which is a socialistic country. But uh, those two countries, if you look at the numbers, and those are smaller countries, obviously. Uh, Belarus has a population of 9.5 million. Sweden has a population of 10.2 million, so roughly the same size. Now, mm -hmm. those didn't, they had no shutdown. They continued life as usual. Everybody went to work. I, I guess there were minor things. They recommended the people social distance. Um, but other than that, they, they did not shut down their economies. Restaurants didn't close. They wow. still had big events. Really? You know, the ones that everybody claimed would be uh, spreaders of the virus and mm -hmm. everything would go down. Let's, let's talk for a second before I go into those numbers. Really what's happened worldwide. The, the statistically, it sh statistically, it shows that if you look at the world, 10% of the population of the world, uh, you have a 10% chance of catching COVID. Okay. Okay, worldwide. 1.5% chance of dying from COVID. Is that something that people should scream and run and be afraid of? I don't think so, especially when we see the increases in the numbers. But we did. We did. We ran and screamed and hid in the closet, and, and everybody just has gone nuts over it all. And we bought up our opinion. toilet paper. And, and, yeah, and we were out of toilet paper for a long time. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, numbers out of Belarus. Basically, their numbers were... Less than half a percent. Okay, now let, let's take into consideration. A lot of people have claimed that that the numbers are skewed. That in the United States we went on the high side of the numbers. Six six hundred thousand have died in the U.S. of COVID. Oh, in the U.S. Okay. In the U.S. Okay, if you look at the numbers, th that comes out to let's see one point eight percent. One point one point eight percent of the population died. Ha is said to have died of COVID. You take Bel Belarus that had 9.5 million population, they say 400,000 got sick. 33 million are su supposedly caught COVID and got sick. Well, there's still confusion about positive tests, negative, negative tests, and, mm. and false positives, false negatives. So again, we don't even know if the 33 million is a correct number. In Belarus, their dictatorship might lean towards the other side where they're not totally giving all their numbers. That's an assumption, of course, but could be because the numbers are significantly different. It, Belarus only shows roughly 400,000 people got sick or have gotten sick so far. Only 0.3% have died. Okay. United States saying 1.8%. Belarus saying 0.3%. 0.03. Yeah. Not, not 3%, but point. 0.03. Yeah. So, so much why? lower. Why? Are we well, getting into that? <laughs> what? Why? Why? Yeah. The pro numbers people would say they skewed their numbers and didn't give us all the information. The others would say is that it didn't, it just didn't spread through their community like it did. And they didn't social distance. They, well, they may have recommended social distance, but they, they didn't shut anything down. So people were living life as usual. They wear masks. I'm unaware of, okay. of that, but I believe they did. Hmm. I, th I think the mask thing has just, you know, has been there because even though Fauci at the beginning said, don't, masks aren't going to do a thing. I think generally the world... Put on the masks. Yeah. yeah. So then you go to Sweden, and Sweden, 9% of their population was showed to have become ill, whereas the United States, 10%, 1.5% deaths. I guess from my opinion, Sweden was probably trying to correctly count their numbers. Now, maybe they weren't exaggerating. Okay. Or if you take the three together, 
maybe maybe that number's closer to one percent or one one and a quarter percent rather than the one point eight we have in the United States. The whole point of me bringing this up is that the lockdown appears to have made zero difference hmm. when you look at these other countries. Health-wise. Health-wise. The world has trashed its economies because mm-hmm. of COVID-19 unnecessarily. With a 1.5% death rate worldwide, or 1.8, wherever you want to go, somewhere in that, less than 2%, seems a little ridiculous for them to try to control the whole world with, with a disease this way. Uh, so uh, in, in our opinion, it was ridiculous. And the fear created in and of itself, and we talked about this previously, reduces the ability to fight off right. bugs. And so your immune system is lowered when you're in a state of anxiety and fear. Uh, so basically in the United States and other countries that created lockdowns, they increased, in my opinion, the spread of COVID, even though we had the lockdowns, people were in fear. So if they were exposed, they would have been more likely to have come injured or, or ill from COVID and died. Yeah. Think of the isolation they did in all the rest homes and the hospitals and not letting family come see them. That alone led to their deaths because they were oh, in a yeah. state of, it isolation, increased their yeah. their uh, depression, mm-hmm. which decreased their immune system and I think caused their deaths. Right. Okay, so I was just gonna say, a lot of these numbers too are hard to verify, right? They, yeah. they had a lot of false COVID death numbers because maybe it looked like they might've had COVID or maybe they did have COVID, but they did die from some other reason, too. You know, it's hard to prove exactly that COVID was the cause of that death. Well, I, th- I yeah. think I'll bring in now, too, recently on May 5th, uh, you know, whether you hate Fox News or like them, um, whether you're conservative or, or liberal, Tucker Carlson on May 5th brought up numbers of people that had died from the vaccine. And the vaccine people say zero have died. Tucker Carlson said there's people claiming that at least, he, he mentioned on May 5th, at least 30. 3,300 had died and felt that the numbers were higher. The pro-vaccine people say, well, you know, those deaths, nobody died immediately after getting the vaccination. Okay, we can say that. Nobody died immediately after getting the shot. Within 30 seconds after getting the shot, you're right, nobody died. Uh, Within a day, uh, possibly very few died, if any. But days and within a month following the vaccine, those are the numbers that Tucker Carlson was giving, that we'd seen these people died. Well, then then you've got the vaccine people saying, well, you can't say it had anything to do with the vaccine because because several days or weeks had passed. It could have been almost anything that killed them or, or maybe they were already sick and so that they had a compromised immune system when they got the shot, made it more compromised and then they died. So they're, they're trying to use the logic that it wasn't due to the vaccine, the logic that it had nothing to do with the vaccine because it was later. Well, you go back to the numbers with COVID, they use that logic against us on the other side. So they flip-flop. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, they're saying uh, they died from COVID even though they had some other disease or problem. Oh, okay. And so then they could call it a COVID death. death. Okay. Uh, but on this instance, you can't call it a vaccine death because, you know, they already had some of the problems. Different rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they flip-flop. And that's frustrating to me when when you see our government and, and uh, these pharmaceutical companies do these things because, it, once again, in my opinion, all goes back to the money. So the 3,300, I've seen that number, too. That's um, from the CDC website, correct? The VAERS no, website? No, the no, vaccine no. adverse event? Oh, yes. So and that's yeah. from Tucker Carlson. But they were claiming that that website isn't isn't CDC info. It's reported. It's people reported, reporting, yeah, people the deaths. reporting the deaths. And, right. and so they're saying, well, anybody could go on there and, and say, oh, they died of the vaccine because there's no one monitoring it or fact checking. So I think it's a lot of work to actually report something like that on the website. Yeah. And there's I've heard With, things already right after the vaccination started. There was some medical doctor who died 
can't remember what state it was. I was think it, Florida? it might have been could have been Florida, Texas, been. Some, somewhere out there where yeah. they would actually talk about it, um, where where the conservatives are that would bring it up, and and that really seems okay. Everybody, yes, I am a conservative. Okay, <laughs> probably that asking that there. question. <laughs> oh, he must be conservative. Yes, I am, and and that's why I'm conservative about health. You know, and and yeah. and uh, you guys have any questions about that? The numbers. Well, let, let's talk for a second about viruses and immunity in general. Yeah, in general, and there's okay. been articles out there talking about viruses and what they do to the body, how we've, how they've affected us over the years in history, and what's the reality. You know, a lot of people are out there getting shots even though they've had COVID. And you know what? If COVID truly is a genetically altered virus, and it did come from a lab in, in Wuhan, China, and uh, Fauci had something to do with it, you know, if those things are true, I could say in this case, my opinion, that we don't know how the reaction to that virus really could be. Um, because it's been attenuated or changed from its natural source. If that's the case, then it's the body's response to it could be different than all the other viruses that came from nature. And if that's the case, then I could see people saying, well, maybe I should still get the shot after having the virus or having, you know, being positive for COVID. You're saying because it keeps changing? Yes, because because if it was if it was an altered virus, um, then the immune system could be responding differently than uh, than it would to a regular virus from That's nature. Typical. Okay. However, having said that, if you look at all the viruses that have come from nature, every one of them throughout history, those that have not died from it have built an immunity to it, and therefore they they don't get it again. The relapse rate is extremely low, extremely low, uh, very few, and they're they're saying there's relapse relapse rates to COVID. Again, another discussion when you think about it, what's a false positive, what's a false negative? Uh, they go take a test. Uh, those those that claim they had, you know, they went in, they were sick, they got a test, it said they were positive, then they got better, and then weeks later, months later, they got sick again. So they went and took another test and they were positive for COVID again. Well, it's very possible the first time they took the test, they never had COVID and it was, it was really negative when it said positive. My own son got COVID, mm -hmm. uh, living in Utah, he and his roommate were exposed to someone with COVID. Same day, same time. A few days later, he started getting symptoms. His roommate started getting symptoms. Identical, identical symptoms. They both went in for tests. My son tested positive. His roommate tested negative. He took three different tests. Every test said he was negative. Oh, wow. But crazy. they had the exact same thing and were exposed to the exact same people. Wow. You figure that out. That's doesn't, crazy. You know, it doesn't take a lot of intelligence to tell that there's something wrong with the testing. Huh. So... It's very possible that those having relapses never had COVID the first time. Or that the antibodies that built up are, are flashing positive on a test again, even though what they're having the second time really isn't COVID. So the testing, we've, we've never per perfected the testing with COVID, mm. even though they want to believe, want us to believe they have. Yeah. Um, so there's another issue. Let's take uh, chickenpox for an example. That, that's one of the viruses. There are viruses out there that stay in our body. Our body builds an immunity, but the virus just kind of hangs out there. Doesn't, you know, the, the symptoms go away, but it still hangs on in our body. If you've had chickenpox, you know, very, very few people ever die from chickenpox. Very small numbers, and chickenpox is still rampant throughout the world. Still still exists here in the United States. Heck, they used to, you used to have chickenpox parties. Kids, mm -hmm. you know, back when I was a little kid, the parents would go, hey, okay, go over and everybody hang out together, get your kids chicken pox and get it over with. Mm. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, now, now they're giving vaccines for chicken pox. You know, tell me that's not about the money. However, the virus stays in your body. And if your immune system becomes compromised, and this happened to me many years ago, I had, had chicken pox as a kid. And then when I was an adult in my 20s, went through in a very emotional time, a lot of stress at work and other family issues and stuff. 
And I got shingles. And shingles is mm. from the same virus that causes chickenpox because that virus stays in your in your body. And if your mon- immune system gets severely lowered, it can can come out in your system and, mm-hmm. and can cause, uh, you know, it follows the nerve tracks and usually produces uh, um, um, sores or uh, welts on, on your skin, you know, uh, little spots of inflammation uh, look like blisters. And uh, in my case, it was very painful. I remember having severe headaches, which, was, which oh. wasn't a common symptom. But I went through it, lasted, you know, a couple of weeks and was gone. And uh, so covid they're saying now that it, it probably continues to hang out in the body. Men may remanifest. Is it, they, they haven't totally proven that. And, and, and even the numbers that show you getting it again are extremely small. Extremely small. You know, I don't know statistically what those numbers are. I didn't have a chance to look that up. But, I mean, if 2% of the population are getting COVID or dying from COVID, 10% are getting it, I'm sure probably less, less than 1% of those that have actually had it would ever produce or have yet to produce a relapse in in their symptoms, and, and we have cold viruses. Hundred, you know, there's over, my understanding. There's over a hundred different cold viruses, and probably a whole lot more than that. Same thing with the flu viruses. There's tons of them out there, and they're constantly spreading around our society. So they're they're making us sick, giving us almost identical symptoms to COVID. Oh yeah, that's true, huh? And you think you you get a new one every year, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, there's roughly, you know, the estimates are, are strange because the numbers are often skewed, but roughly six, five, six hundred thousand people a year die from from the flu worldwide. I was going to ask you that earlier. Yeah. Okay. So what's that? Twenty um, percent, or or about eighty percent less than we're calling the COVID numbers. Uh, no, COVID numbers we gave a three point seven million for for seventeen months. So if you scale that down to a year, let's say we're down closer to three million, thirty one million. So maybe a fifth. A, f- a fifth die from the flu as opposed to COVID, what COVID has caused. Mm. But everybody's getting the vaccine around the world. If the vaccine really works, we're going to talk a little bit more as we go along here about the vaccine. Uh, any other questions you guys have about what we've already talked about? I mean, there's lots of viruses that remain in the body. There's like hepatitis B, hepatitis C, all the hepatitis, right? All right. Those measles, um, Epstein-Barr virus. Things that hang out, and yeah. some people do relapse like with, with the bar. hepatitis viruses. Yeah, hepatitis. Epstein-Barr can yeah. come back, like, anytime your hormones are yeah. changing a lot, like whether it's after a pregnancy or after a puberty or, you know. Yeah, and they rarely kill people, Yeah, but can be very miserable to mm-hmm. have the relapse, but viruses can hang out in the body. Yep. So it's not anything new. No, it's not anything yeah. new, and we're not seeing any reported deaths from the relapses from COVID. Mm. So at least not that I've heard. Oh, one thing we're going to mention here, uh, are you guys familiar with the term shedding? Shedding, yes. Like snakeskin? Yeah, kind of like, <laughs> yeah shedding a snakeskin, except this, this case, there's stories, things in the news about those that get the vaccine that while the, after they've had the vaccine for a time, they shed that vaccine in the air, basically in the like, air. And like, other people are other people claiming they're having having minor COVID symptoms because they've been around who exposed. haven't been vaccinated because they've been exposed to people that have had the vaccine. So just mm-hmm. to clear that up, you're saying someone gets vaccine, their body sheds the 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 virus. And yeah, the, near them the simulated virus that, that that's in in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine because it's not the real it's not the real virus. Uh, your body takes it in. The body 
reacts to it as if it is, so you build an immunity to it, and then they're claiming it disappears. I, I'm still confused about what do you mean it disappears? Where did it go? I didn't just disappear. <laughs> um, so yeah, it just dis disappeared and is no longer in you. So okay, great. Uh, anyway, yeah, there's people saying that that uh, that haven't been vaccinated that all of a sudden they're getting symptoms. In fact, Nikki, didn't you say you thought yeah, something I, odd happened to you after being exposed to Eric? I didn't. No, it wasn't. I mean, I've been exposed to tons of people that have been vaccinated, and I don't okay. have a problem with that. But I was reading um, post from somebody who's an immunologist and deals with, you know, the immune system and how it re reacts to things. And there was like 500 comments on this post about people who had been exposed to people who had been vaccinated and they were all experiencing similar symptoms to what I had just recently had. So it was like shocking for me, like, oh my gosh, wow, I didn't even realize this was going on. But it was, I remember coming in to see Dr. Ingrid and telling her like, I, my left eye has been twitching like nonstop for one week. And then the next week I came in and it was like, now my right eye is twitching. And then I had these weird symptoms with, this is like TMI for guys, but um, a lot of women are affected by it. Um, as far as like women who have gone through menopause may start bleeding again. I don't know if that's if they have the vaccine or or if they're exposed to people who have had it. But You're I getting like a period again. Yeah, like I, I finished my period and then I had like bleeding off and on for like seven to ten days after that, which I never have. So that was really another symptom that showed up in the comments from many many people. So to read all like. 500 comments, I was like, oh my gosh, there might be something to that. I don't know, but well, that, I had the same that, symptoms. That, that makes me think I read an article where some, okay, I shouldn't be verbally abusive to others, but a moron <laughs> said that we should start um, humiliating those that haven't been vaccinated. Well, oh. after this information, maybe we need to start humiliating those that have. <laughs> no, just kidding. Don't yeah. do that on either side. That's ridiculous. Uh, people should have be able to have the choice. You want the vaccine? Get the vaccine. You don't want the vaccine? Don't get the vaccine. Right. The numbers don't say to me that I need to get the vaccine, so I'm not getting the vaccine. I think my chances of dying are so small, I'm not going to be worried about it. And if I do get sick by it, I, I've been through colds and flus before. It's it's fine. I'll deal with it. And I, and I constantly am trying to keep my immune system at optimum, so I'm not concerned. Now, here, I want to, one second now, Eric's had the vaccine and I want him to talk about why he had yeah, the vaccine and I think, he has a valid, <laughs> I think he has a valid reason for getting it and this is another frustrating thing to me. His reasoning shouldn't exist, but it does and he'll talk about it. You outed me, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's interesting just bringing up all these points to kind of give some back history to this. So before COVID shut down the world back in February, I guess that was 19? I've lost track of time now. We're in this war period. Okay, 20. So Valentine's weekend of 20, um, we went up to go visit some in-laws in Washington. And that, that trip on the way up there, my daughter was sick, like on the plane when we left. We're like, ah, we'll just get through it. We're going to be here for like a week. Let's get up there. We'll nurse her back to health when we're there. We're not canceling our plane tickets because we had non-refundable tickets. Oh. We go up there. There was like 18 family members who all got together for like this mini reunion. We are there for like four or five days. My wife uh, and I both got sick. One of my other daughters did. So I have three daughters. One didn't get sick. Out of all the other 18 people, all of them got the same symptoms we did. Like everything that they described in COVID, we had it. It was really? terrible. Uh, like we're all dying. They're all blaming us for bringing this cold <laughs> to them. And I was like, all right, that's fine. I'll take the blame. Yeah. I don't, I never got tested for having COVID, but everybody who described what getting COVID was like was everything that we lived through. And I'm like, maybe we had it. I don't know. It seems like we did. Yeah. So we're like, I'm not going to tell anybody because I don't want to be like, oh my gosh, we had COVID and everyone freaking out around us. I didn't really ever bring it up to anybody because I was kind of shamed into keeping it in the closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did. And, you know, we had some neighbors who got COVID from getting together with family and things like that. Like I've known plenty of people who've gotten the virus. I, I don't know anybody 
personally in my life who's died from it, but I know a lot of people who've had bad reactions from it. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, fast forward, the vaccine came out. My wife and I talked a lot about it. We're like, you know what? The, to Blaine's point, um, we love to travel. Like going to Europe, you know, seeing the world is like on all my bucket lists. Uh, mm -hmm. And I don't want that to be a prohibitor. Um, just going out to the stores, like I know it hasn't happened yet, but I know someday Costco is going to have the sign, you know, like, have you been vaccinated? <laughs> you can come in. <laughs> uh, and, and I don't want to have to live a life where I have to stay at home every day because of that. So we chose to get vaccinated, both my wife and I. We did it the same day. We did the Moderna, the Moderna vaccine. And it was, it was an interesting experience going there and seeing everybody. It was kind of like um, this depressing place. Like all the people there weren't excited to get it, but they knew they had to. It was like oh, we were being shuttled through this cattle prod kind of thing. But anyway, I was kind of concerned with the reaction that I'd have because I'm allergic to penicillin and I'm allergic to bees. And they asked me all these questions and they made me stay around for like an hour to see if I was going to have any adverse reaction to it. And I was fine. I got through it. But yeah, anyway, I, I guess the point is, is I didn't want to have the, have this sheltered life where I couldn't travel and go experience things. And I figured, let's just get it over with and, and be done with it. And we survived. I will tell you the first vaccine, I was fine. Like it felt like somebody just- her shot. Yeah, first uh, shot, I got punched in the arm super hard and it killed, but I was fine. Mm. Like health wise, I was back to it the next day, working out just fine. 19 days later, I think we got the second one and it took me down. <laughs> mm. um, and everybody said that, like the first one's not bad on Moderna, the second one, is worse than it was. So we, we did it within three hours. I started getting a migraine. Um, my wife went to piano lessons with our daughters. She wasn't feeling great. Mm. Again, like super bad punch in the arm type of thing. Uh, by that night, like we were both on the couch, like it was 7.30 and we we're both just like, we gotta go to bed, we're done. Mm. Um, I slept through the night, okay. But the next day, uh, like I felt like the flu, like where your body aches and you're just miserable and you have headaches and nothing can cure it at all. Mm -hmm. And I had that for like 72 hours and it just stuck around. And my kids are just on like autopilot, like taking care of themselves. My wife and I are like, we can't deal with you. Just figure it out. Oh, we're yeah. gonna be like, we'll be in the bed. <laughs> like, yeah. we're dying. And how old are your kids? Uh, yeah, so one's turning 10 this week and then six and three. So luckily the 10 year old stepped up and kind of managed the household for a bit and fed them all cereal and we stayed alive. So, uh, but yeah, we got through it and it was rough. And to your point now, so it's been, um, I think we got our second shot two or three weeks ago. So it's been some time. I, I don't notice any health effects in my body now that I've had it. Like it, it passed through. I feel like crap for a few days. Like I bounce back. I'm good. Um, my wife is starting to notice other things that are coming up. She's having some more gut pain in her body. She's feeling like weird kind of tightness here and there and just kind of some stuff that hasn't been normal. And it's all been from like day one of that first shot. And so she's like, maybe there are some things that are just kind of underlying things that you don't realize. And is it attributed to that? Or is there something else going on in my body? You know, and you'll never know, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, when you say tightness, do you mean like breathing wise? In no, your chest yeah, or nothing uh, chest wise, more just like muscle tightness. Like when she wakes up in the morning, she just doesn't stiff. feel great. Yeah, oh, her body. Stiff, achy, kind yeah, of stiffy, yep, achy. Kind of oh. like that flu-like symptom stuff, but okay. not as bad as like the first three days. Uh, and her her gut in the morning is just like, Bleh, get it out of me kind of a thing. And you mean like diarrhea? Yeah, and just like nothing sits well in her. But then after she gets up and works out and gets like food in her body, she's good to go again. And around 8 o'clock, like she just starts like the day's over. I got to call it quits. 8 p.m. Well, yeah. <laughs> Luckily not 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, you wow. say you felt like you needed to get it because you want to travel. You like to do all the things that you're afraid yeah. are all of a sudden they're going to say, you can't do these things unless you've had a shot. Yeah. What yeah. about? And, it, and it's going to happen. Yeah. There's no doubt oh, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. It's already happening. Yeah. We went out the other day uh, at, at a restaurant and it's like, if you've been fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear your mask. And I'm like, ah, there it is. It's already starting. Yeah. What about kids? 
Yeah, so that's what's funny too. So when we got it, uh, the first time you had to be an adult, 18 or older, to get it. And the second shot we got, they said anybody, I think it was 16 or older, could get it. And there's a couple 16-year-olds there. Uh, and it's funny because I took a selfie with my uh, daughter and then you get the little I've been vaccinated shot. And I checked my mom, I'm like, oh, I'm getting round two. And my mom's like, you didn't give it to my your daughter, did you? And I'm like, no, 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 of course not. We didn't give it to her yet, the 10-year-old. Uh, she's like, okay, good. I'm like, worried about that. And But now I just heard a commercial yesterday on the radio that everybody is welcome to get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the irony about that is they've had zero deaths, at least my understanding, zero deaths with many under anybody under 20. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean yeah. from getting covid from get, actually getting COVID. Yeah, yeah. zero deaths. And so, so why you're saying why vaccine? I, again, I, I, I keep, I've talked about it before. Pharmaceutical companies, people in government, it's all about money. This, this, this is not about the disease. This is about making money. And, and so now I'm with Eric on that. And, and uh, I don't do a lot of traveling, though I'd like to do more. And, and if it comes to down to that, I'll probably get the vaccination if it's required. However, you know, I've done some studying and looking into the viruses and, 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 and the vaccinations. And I'm not going to get the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine. It's showing, the, the evidence is showing, and we've got different experts talking about it. One guy specifically, of course, they're calling, calling him a crazy nut because anybody who's contrary to anything the government or the pharmaceutical companies or, or the CDC or the World Health Organization says has to be a nut because they know better. But Gert Vanden, I, I'm sure I'm saying his, his <laughs> name Gert wrong. Vanden. You're going to spell this for Van, Yeah. G E E R T V A N D E N B O S S H E. PhD. Virologist. Oh, I, Vanden Bosch or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you can pronounce that. I think I've seen that name. Anyway, he's out there speaking against those 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 two vaccines. Uh, he's saying that uh, one of the big things wrong with it is it, it it makes your system it really boosts your system against the current virus and shows to be very effective against the initial COVID virus. However, variants uh, they're really unsure about. Even the uh, pharmaceutical companies aren't sure if it's really going to work against the variants. He's he's saying that's where you're seeing the spread of the variants in those areas where they initially tested the vaccines. He's also saying that the research shows that it can compromise your immune system, or at least his research, compromise your immune system later against other diseases and other other viruses and bacteria that is making you hyperactive uh, against that one, COVID, Mm -hmm. but you might find in the future that you have a decreased immunity against other things. It's not an attenuated virus. If you look at the viruses, I'm sorry, not attenuated vaccine. The, uh, um, if you look at the vaccines that have been made through history, what they've done most of the time is they've taken the existing virus, altered it to a milder form, uh, then injected it into your body. So your body reacts to that altered form. And then so if you're exposed to the, to the real virus, your body immediately is able to fight it off without producing any symptoms in your body because it's basically been pre-prepared to handle it if it comes. Whereas the the Moderna and, and Pfizer vaccine, it's not an altered form of the existing vaccine. Basically, it's vac- or virus. It, it's basically a fake one. They made a fake one uh, to mm-hmm. mimic the uh, the virus. And apparently this ability to do that has existed for I read different things last 20, 30, even 40 years ago. They started coming up with this research and figuring out how to use it. Now they're now actually it's in the news that they're this virus or this vaccine is so successful. They're thinking of using it for all kinds of other diseases. And so that could be a scary thing. And if you've had it and, and this one guy, if he if he's right, I mean, he claims there's going to be, you know, and, and I can see maybe why some people think he, he sounds crazy. But if you go, uh, let's see, here's here's the uh, website, urgentactionnow.com forward slash 
forward slash genocide. <laughs> so he, he's thinking within two years that you're going to see people dying like flies all over the planet. <laughs> At least that's that's the gist I get from watching. From he's very in, yes from wow. the vaccine. Yeah. Good uh, luck, Eric. Not not dying. Not dying for you. <laughs> not dying from the vaccine, but dying oh, from because other. their immune system has oh, been nice. so screwed up from the vaccine that now other other they can't fight off other right they're invaders. not able to fight off other invaders um or the variants of the vaccine oh right um and if you go to this website and watch this this the the guy on there he he uh talks you through the whole thing and why why uh this expert um is thinking that way okay everybody's calling him a, a goofball and a fool and and he's wrong and and we all hope he is we don't want right. to see people dying like flies around the world a couple of years from now and so i hope he's We'd wrong like to keep you eric however will go on i <laughs> We're nothing I, without you <laughs> being being a natural health care provider rarely ever take uh, been very few times except for injuries that i've ever gone to a, a medical doctor or gone to the hospital for anything i don't take uh, medications uh, i uh, can't remember the last time i took an aspirin or a tylenol mm-hmm. i just try to keep myself healthy and you don't need those things if you keep yourself healthy but there's a purpose for all this i think it serves a purpose all this exists in our society and, and it is a benefit to people. And if you're not going to keep yourself healthy, if you just want to eat like crap and go do whatever you want, you're going to need the medical doctor because he's the only one that's going to keep you alive. And you're even though he's keeping you alive, it doesn't mean your quality of life is necessarily going to be any better. Yeah. So uh, I, I always recommend just keep yourself healthy. Keep yourself healthy. Eat right. Get your exercise. Keep your emotional state well. And you'll live a long life and a, and a much happier life. Um, having said that, if I did get a shot at this point, it, you know, I know Johnson & Johnson took some, took some flack in the beginning when they first started releasing it that some people were having adverse reactions to it. I remember them halting them in Seattle or someplace in Washington. Mm-hmm. But then they started up again. That one is an attenuated virus. So if I were going to, going to get any vaccine at this point, although there are other companies coming out with new ones, uh, you know, there were several different uh, pharmaceutical companies who were working on vaccines. Pfizer and Moderna had that technology. Um, in fact, from what I understood, uh, some one of the divisions, I can't remember now, I think it was Moderna, um, had already been using that technology previously and trying to create uh, different uses for it uh, to, to combat even things like cancer. Um, so... It was already research that was there. They were able to apply it to the vaccine quickly, and that's why it came out so fast. The other freaky thing is this is the first, at least first time I'm aware of in history, maybe maybe it's happened before, where the CDC, World Health Organization, just gave a green light. Okay, well, we've done mild testing of all this. You know, the, the, the research has been around for years. Go ahead and give it to everybody. Everybody's you, you. You do all realize if you're having those two vaccines, you're a guinea pig. Sorry, mm-hmm. Eric. Um, <laughs> they, uh, but the Johnson Johnson vaccine is an attenuated virus. At least that's my understanding. So it's like the previous forms of vaccines that they're giving to people. And by the way, not a, any vaccine person. I, I personally don't think. Not sure about the current vaccine, but previous vaccines have been given. I, I was watching. You know, I watch different medical shows. It's fine. I just, I, I like to watch them. I, I think it's fascinating to, like to see the surgeons. And, oh, I like the good doctor. Oh. But, uh, you know, he's autistic. The one mm. head guy on there, they show him as being high, high functioning, having high functioning autism. And, and they've said more than once on an episode, vaccines don't cause autism. Well, guess what? I agree. Vaccines don't cause autism. It's not the vaccine. It's what's, what else 
that's in the vaccine is what's causing the autism. That's mm. causing the nerve damage that's causing the symptoms of autism. Not the vaccine itself, but the preservatives they're using to put in the vaccines and other substrates in the vaccines that they're linking to things like autism. Mm. So, and from what I understand, they're trying to make improvements on those, trying to take out the mercury and other things that exist in some of the vaccines. That's another whole other podcast talk about vaccines specifically and in, in, in what damage they can do to their system. And again, the vaccine itself, I'm not afraid of. I'm just afraid of all the other crap they put in it. Oh, sure. To make it work. Together with it. Yep. Yeah. To, to, to preserve it until they can get it to the people. To preserve and, it is. And give it to you, you know. So, and, and they got to be able to do that. So they just need to come up with better, better ways. And it, and it, again, it goes back to the money. They're always trying to do it the cheapest ways. Why do we build all these nuclear power plants around the world before we were really ready for them? Because they were a rush in a rush to get it done. And whenever you're in a rush, oh. whenever you're in a rush, I mean, how many times have you done something and, and we're in a hurry to do it and and so you rushed into it and, and ended up being creating more problems because you're in a rush. goes so, back to the beginning of this conversation. Fast food, right? If you're in yes. a rush to eat, you're going to eat crappy. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The Western diet yep. is all about rush. getting it done quick because our lives are so busy. They, uh, and I think it's really a mindset though because like I know with, when COVID happened and restaurants shut down or were closed. I know I just started cooking at home and it really doesn't take longer. It's just a mindset of like having to do something, you know, like if you're working full time, it, it does feel like a lot to come home and then prepare a meal and you spend, you know, an hour in the kitchen and then mm-hmm. cleaning up and, but you feel so much better. Once you get in the routine. It's a routine. And yeah, then you right. And then you notice how much you feel better and your health improves you recognize that it's worth it. Right. And it really doesn't take that much longer. I mean, okay, you know, maybe it adds a half an hour to your time. So just do it, people, just do it. Uh, other thing I want to talk about is uh, a group called Frontline Doctors. Uh, it's aflds.org. That, that's the website. These guys are doctors that um, some of them were fired from hospitals because when, the, when COVID began, uh, they were given uh, hydroxychloroquine to patients and were having success with it, just like the president, President Trump was claiming. And of course, the pharmaceutical companies and the World Health Organization, CDC, everybody in government uh, otherwise clamped down and said, oh, no, no, it doesn't do anything for you. Because why? They want people to buy that vaccine. They want uh-huh. to sell vaccine. They, they, this is why. It's about the money. And these guys, frontline doctors, this group, uh, and I believe it's out of Texas, these, these doctors, uh, several of them were fired because they were told they couldn't give it. By the way, let's talk for a second about hydroxychloroquine. It is a malarial drug. been used for many, many years and very successfully against malaria and other conditions. Okay. In third world countries, I've been told that drug was like an over-the-counter aspirin. They could go right. in and get it. Guess what? In, in a lot of those countries, they pulled it from the shelves. Oh. They, at least that's what I've been told. And so they tried to shut it down. Well, guess what? Frontline doctors went, okay, thumb their nose at the hospitals, the pharmaceutical companies and said, you know what? We know this works. We know this can help people. So if you go to their website, you'll see they have a long list of a recipe. Hydroxychloroquine is one of those things of the recipe. You can contact them if you have COVID and they will write your prescription over the phone and then you can go fill that prescription. They'll, they'll fill it in a, I believe, I, I haven't done this. I don't know specifically anyone has done this. I've been told this, that, you know, they can air, air, air it to, next day air it to it if you got mm. symptoms and, and, and see if it helps you if you actually do get COVID. Um, but they're convinced that they're helping people and people are getting better and they, and, and they don't need the vaccines. 
And uh, so they exist. They're there. They haven't been shut down yet. I'm surprised the government hasn't shut them down, but I'm glad they haven't. So if, if you want to find out more information, go go check out Frontline Doctors. What's their website again? AFLDS.org. And so there you go. You guys have any questions about that? So those were doctors that got fired for... Yeah, several of them say, yeah, because they, they're like, hey, this is working. Why aren't we using this? And like, because we're being told we can't. Oh, so and they were like, kind of hushed. Yeah, like, and they were doing it under the table. And they're like, hey, we told you you can't do this. And and they they lost their hospital privileges and were fired from their jobs. The control is out yeah. of control. Oh, yeah. The conspiracy wow. theories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... I, I'm thinking it's not just a theory anymore. They, uh, um, you know, big money controls our system and big business and, and the corporations. But that's, you know, we're not a political uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so we won't go deep into that. See, you know, we're coming to the end here, I think, uh, of today's show. Um, and what we try to do on every show is, okay, if you're not going to go mainstream and what the government and, and the pharmaceutical companies... And, are telling you to do, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's why we threw out frontline doctors there and uh, also gave you the information on uh, Greet, uh, Vanden Boss, or however you pronounce Bosch. his name, mm-hmm. so that you become more educated knowing that there's other things out there. My recommendations are keep your immune system strong. Stop eating the fast food. Start eating organic uh, fruits and vegetables and, and meats. Eat less red meat and uh, pork and, and uh, chicken and spend more time eating fish. And that's what I do. You know, there's there are natural remedies to boost your immune system. Everything from the ionic silver that we've talked about in the past mm-hmm. uh, to, I mean, there, I, there's all kinds of stories in that. We're going to do another show on silver in the future, but it, it, it is antimicrobial, antiviral, antifungal. Uh, anytime I get to feeling uh, ill, I put a few squirts in my mouth and have had earaches go away, sore throats go away, eye infections go away quickly. You know um, what's cool about that? I have a mouthwash now that I got it sprouts, Yeah, it's becoming that, more and more popular. Yeah, and it just kind of clears it yeah, up. Yeah, oh, I, I feel I've had many times people said I've got a tooth infection and, and uh, you know, put a couple spoonsfuls of silver in their mouth, rinsed it out, done that, you know, three, four times a day for a couple of days, it's gone. So um, a spoonful of sugar, a spoonful of silver, helps <laughs> yeah. the medicine goes down. Ionic <laughs> silver, and again, it's point, point 0.001% or 10 parts per million is, is what's shown to be the most effective. You don't need it any higher than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, another day about silver. Um, so my recommendations, get your, uh, if you're afraid and you don't want to do any of the natural things that we talk about, yes, go get the vaccine. Go vaccine. Or if you're worried about traveling and, and you want to be able to participate in the world, um, you know, the numbers are small. Uh, Eric, Eric got sick. He went through it. That's the majority of people. If they've had four or 5,000 people die from the vaccine and they do it worldwide, it's, it's, it's a very small percentage and it does appear those are the ones that are already immune compromised. Last thing you want to—I I still don't understand the thinking. If I'm—if my system is is not healthy, throwing something at it that's going to make me less healthy, even temporarily, is a dumb thing to do. Um, I, I, I'm already not being able to fight off the problem I have right now. How am I going to be able to fight off a reaction at the same time? The inflammatory process is taking place in my body already. Uh, um, the, the white blood cells are, are fighting things off as fast as they can, and now you just overloaded it with a vaccine. 
that doesn't make sense to me either, unless what they're giving you is going to boost your system. And it does, the vaccine does maybe boost it against the virus, but it also goes through an inflammatory process. Your white blood cell cells are having to differentiate and change in reaction to what's in that vaccine. So it's already doing that with something else, and now you've just doubled down on it and overloaded it with the vaccination. I would say to somebody, uh, get yourself as healthy as possible before you take it. But again, if the death rate is, if there are really people dying from the vaccine, it's a very small percentage. So if you're a healthy person and you go get it, you're probably going to be fine. Unless you got some underlying condition that you don't know about, and then that could be a concern. So immune boosting, you're just saying like fruits and vegetables, fish... A little bit of chicken's fine. Yeah, um, and, and and supplement exercise. supplement your diet. You know, especially if you're if you're not eating well, you need to take supplements and good supplements. Most of the supplements out there are synthetic. Uh, make sure you're not having you're not taking taking synthetic supplements. Why? Because because God or the universe or whoever you want to you know whoever you believe in or whatever, uh, whether by accident or 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 by divine creation, uh, all the plants out there that they create all these synthetic sup, uh, supplements from, it's not from the plants, or they copy from, I should say. So let's say, you know, vitamin A, whatever it might be, in a synthetic form, they've, they've looked at what was in a, in the plant or, or the fruit or the vegetable or whatever, and they're like, okay, we figured out it's this substance in there that is the vitamin A. Okay, so we're going to go create that in a lab. Well, the problem is, is that fruit or vegetable, meat, whatever, uh, there's a combination of other things and it all works together for a full benefit of your body. You've just eliminated all that when you're just taking the one single thing and, and made synthetically in a lab. Mm -hmm. It's missing all the other good stuff. Mm -hmm. So make sure your supplements are come from food, come from the the natural environment and were grown organically and, and chemicals and, and, and weren't used on it or or it wasn't genetically altered uh, because more and more research is showing all that stuff is, is damaging, damaging your immune system as well. Just like junk food, there's junk vitamins. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good, good way to put it. Um, what else do we need to cover for COVID, guys? I hope that the, you know, okay, let's put fear in people's minds again. Um, I, I <laughs> that hope always that, works. I hope the variants <laughs> don't sweep through through and shut us all down again. Um, but the variants seem to be moving, you know, smaller pockets. Um, and uh, um, though exist in other countries, they haven't really hit the U.S. But if they come back again, I'm sure, once again, the idiots out there are just going to shut us all down. Um, so let's let's take an example from the dictator in, 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 in Belarus and the Swedish government that have, in my mind, proven that there's no need for a shutdown. Yeah. All right. Well... Thank you for all of that information, Dr. Kell. And Eric, thanks for sharing your story with us today. Yeah, hopefully I'm here next week. Yeah, we're going to pray for you, Eric. <laughs> we're we're going to monitor Eric for the next, you know, I'm sure uh, we, we hope to do this podcast for many years in the future. If Eric is no longer on the show in a couple of years. You know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you have the whole story. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. I wanted to talk next week. We're going to talk about sugar and inflammation in the body. Right, yeah, Dr. Sugar Kel? on the inside and the outside of the body. So you're saying like putting sugar on mm -hmm. your skin versus mm -hmm. taking it mm -hmm. in your mouth. Yeah, straight sugar. Sucrose. Sucrose. I love sugar. You're saying I shouldn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that's a Just bad rub thing. It on your body. Yeah. Carbohydrates. <laughs> I'd prefer to put it in my mouth. Carbohydrates <laughs> in the right quantities are good for your body. Your body needs carbohydrates. Carbohydrates See? are complex sugars. Okay, your body breaks it down and from fruits and vegetables and turns it into glucose, which is the form the body wants to function. Sucrose is in such a small form, it actually has to change it again 
to turn it into glucose. So, um, so welcome to episode 22. Is that yeah, we're uh, we right. starting. <laughs> <laughs> That's a teaser for next uh, week. Guys. Yes. It's easy to get me going. Yeah. Right, oh, so. yeah, <laughs> definitely. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we are dropping the podcast on Tuesdays, so please check for us on next Tuesday. Anything else? Find us where you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do share it with someone and follow us. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks for listening. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and host Nikki Sterling. Mm-hmm.